welcome to the COVID-19 update. I'm Chris Oldcorn. Ontario is now closing down today at 11.59 p.m. We will only have essential services still running. You will still be able to get things such as groceries and go to the pharmacy, but almost all businesses will be closed down. Some businesses will still be open for takeout, um, but they will not be doing delivery. Doug Ford yesterday held a press conference to explain some of what is going on. So, the full list of businesses that will be allowed to stay open will actually be released later on today with another news conference with Doug Ford and other government ministers. However, one thing that Doug Ford wanted to stress yesterday was snowbirds, families returning from vacation, people that went down south for uh, spring break or traveled. You have to go home and self-isolate for 14 days. There is no exceptions to that. What does self-isolation mean? It means you do not stop at the grocery store on your way home. You do not stop to get gas on your way home. You don't stop anywhere. You drive from the airport to your house. The only exception is if you need gas to go from the airport to your house. That's what self-isolation means. Now, the federal government on the weekend said that if you don't self-isolate, what they're going to do is enact what's called the Quarantine Act. The Quarantine Act means you are forced to stay in your house. If you leave, you can be fined up to $1 million and go to jail for up to three years. That's right, $1 million fine and three years in jail if you don't observe self-isolation and quarantine. That is a big deal and we should start to take it seriously if the government's willing to go to that step to try and prevent the spread of COVID-19. Now, the, the Ontario order to stay in your house, or what's called the um, stay in place order, is you stay there for the next 14 days regardless of if you came into the country or not. However, this also will affect schools. Schools are supposed to go back on April the 6th. Well, the order isn't even starting till today, which is April the 7th when it would be lifted. Schools are still closed for the indefinite future until they come to a decision on when it's safe to reopen, when it's safe to lift the uh, quarantines as well. Now, globally speaking, we now have 334,981 cases according to the World Health Organization as of last night. There's been 14,652 deaths, and we now have COVID-19 cases in 189 countries. Now, in North America, we have only, sorry, not North America, in the world, there's only about 200 countries. We've gone up two more countries just in the last 24 hours that have COVID-19 cases. Now, here in Canada, we are doing fairly well at containing COVID-19. We do have 1,384 confirmed cases with 19 deaths, uh, out of those cases. There is still plenty of people being tested here in uh, Algoma. We know that we've had 128 tests. We're waiting for the updated numbers today to see if anyone else tested positive and how many people tested negative. Hello and welcome to another COVID-19 update. We just received the numbers today for the Algoma region. We have now tested 153 people. We still only have one positive case in Algoma at this time, and we're waiting for 73 results to come in. Now, we know you're trapped at home with your kids, and you will be for quite some time, at least another two weeks. So what can you do with your kids and COVID-19? 
the Center for Disease Control in the States has come out with some guidelines on what you can do with your kids and also what to do with them in the house, how to keep them entertained and so on. Now, the one thing they do want to stress is that children do not appear to have a higher risk for COVID-19 than adults. Their infection rate seems to be around the same uh, levels. Now, there are ways you can protect your kid from getting sick. First, clean their hands often. Use both soap and water and hand sanitizer with at least 70% alcohol content. Also, avoid anyone who's coughing and sneezing. If you have a family member who's coughing and sneezing, isolate them into a room and keep them away from the rest of the family. Also, in your house, clean and disinfect all the surfaces on a daily basis. My girlfriend and I do this. We have the Lysol wipes. We wipe down all of the uh, door handles. We also wipe down all of the surfaces in the kitchen, on tables, and so on. That helps to minimize the virus being spread inside your house if it does get inside. Also, you should launder your kids' toys. So any of the plush toys that they have, it's advisable to wash them in as warm water as possible and do not put them in the dryer, just let them drip dry. I don't know why the drip drying is better than putting them in the dryer, but that's what the CDC suggests. Now, children may present with mild symptoms of COVID-19 and they may or may not have COVID-19 or just another cold. The things to watch for are fever, runny noses, and cough. And occasionally, people with COVID-19 can also have diarrhea or vomiting. So keep those um, symptoms looking for your kids. Now, kids don't need to walk around with face masks. It actually, no one really does. It's only the people who are sick should be wearing the face masks. Yes, it's a precautionary measure, but your children don't need to wear a face mask all the time. Now, kids like to play with their friends. So this is what the CDC suggests because kids like to still play with their friends. Limit their social interactions. If you do go somewhere, go to a park where it's wide open and the kids are far apart. Don't let them get within six feet of, six feet of each other. Practice social distancing if you absolutely have to take your kids out. Also, make sure that everything your kids touch and play with every day, so let's say they're playing with their Barbie dolls, use the disinfectant wipes on the Barbie dolls to, so that they're clean when they get played with the next day. Also, if you have any older kids, particularly the university college age kids who go away on vacations at this time of year, caution them not to go. Now that they're not in school, they can just go wherever they want because they're not required to be in class. Caution them not to go on trips. A lot of places are closing their beaches and hotels down, which is good, but try and make sure your kids don't leave the country because non-essential travel might not get back in or they could, and they would have to put themselves in a 14-day quarantine when they do come back. Now, kids should still be learning at this time if possible. So these are some of the suggestions that the CDC makes. One is to stay in touch with the kids' school. Is there any online or virtual learning the kids can do? Also, kids are good with a schedule. They're used to that Monday to Friday schedule, getting up at a certain time so they can go to school, going to bed at the same time. Try and keep the same schedule. That will help the kids when they return to school. Also, there are ways to make learning fun. So here's some ideas that the CDC suggests. Make them do puzzles, painting, drawing, making things like the little toy models and things like that. Also, have them practice their handwriting and grammar by writing letters to family members that they can't see. So if they can't see grandma and grandpa, have them write a letter for grandma and grandpa. 
Also, have kids journal during this time. One of the reasons they suggest journaling is two things. One, it gets the kids writing and thinking, but it also allows them to express their emotions on, on a page about how they're feeling about what is going on right now. A lot of kids don't really understand, why am I at home? Why is everybody, not, why can't I see my friends? And they get scared and they're worried about what is happening. Let them journal and then they can get that out of their system and they can, you can see actually how your kid is doing and help them if you can. This was a COVID-19 update with Chris Oldcorn. Stay tuned for more news from On TV. Hello and welcome to another COVID-19 update with Chris Oldcorn. We just got the numbers released today for Ontario. We have 85 new cases and one death at a nursing home in the Durham region. That now brings us to a total of 588 cases. We have eight people who've recovered. What recovered means is you've had two negative tests 24 hours apart and we've had seven deaths, which is up one from yesterday. Now, none of the new cases are in the Algoma region. There are 17 in Toronto, five in the York region, three in Durham region, three in Peel region, three in Hamilton, and one in Halton region. All of the cases seem to be hovering in and around the Toronto area. Now, not every government is as responsive to the COVID-19 pandemic as the Ontario and Canadian governments are. In Bolsonaro's Brazil, he's not been very, well, let's just say, he even had a parade just last Sunday celebrating himself, bringing all kinds of people out into the streets, all not social distancing themselves together. So, since the Bolsonaro government is not doing anything pretty much other than a couple of sirens every day of telling people to socially distance, the gangs have actually taken over. Yes, that's correct. Organized crime in Brazil is now the ones enforcing curfews and having people social distance. This is what the organized crime gangs have said. By the way, these gangs are usually killing each other. They're now working together. If the government won't do the right thing, organized crime will. Now, what the Brazilian government is doing is they have what's called civil defense sirens. They sound them off three, three times a day asking residents to self-isolate. But there's nothing beyond that. There's no one going around making sure people social distance themselves, make sure that only so many people get into a shop at the same time. They've really done nothing beyond that. Now, the gangs who have taken over uh, they already pretty much controlled it anyways, but they're now enforcing COVID-19 uh, requirements, say the following. Curfew from 8 p.m. today. Whoever is seen on the street after this time will learn to respect the next one. Not sure exactly what they mean by that, but I'm guessing it's not going to be a nice experience if they find you on the street at 8.15. They'll go on to say further. We want the best for the population. If the government does not have the capacity to fix it, organized crime will solve it. Now, Keeping this in mind, the beaches have been closed, not by the government, but by the gangs. So schools, shops, and tourist spots like the beaches have all been closed, but the local population remains free to move around and socialize. Now, the big issue here is the favelas in Rio. These are small little dwellings. Some only are like tin, tin shacks. There's, there's no real roads. They kind of just like wind all over. Uh, and there's really no um, health services in there. But 1.5 million people live there uh, in Rio. And these small little shacks basically already have very, very poor health services and a lack of sanitation. Most of them don't even have running water, so they can't even wash their hands in their house. 
Also, the population is extremely crowded in those areas. You sometimes have three, four, five people living in an area uh, about the size of an average bedroom in North America. Now, they also came out, the Center for International Relations, Paulo, Paulio Bus, who is the public health research leader at that institution, said, the irony is that the disease was brought to Brazil by plane by the rich, but is among the poor that it will explode. They've already had problems this year uh, with tuberculosis spreading throughout the flavelas already. Hopefully, this, the gangs taking over will actually be able to somewhat stop the spread of COVID-19. But they don't have the tests available. Uh, and even in Brazil, the actual numbers, they've not been doing very widespread testing, but they do have 1,960 confirmed cases and 34 deaths. Uh, so they actually, they've tested a few people, but they're not really taking any serious action towards it. This was a COVID-19 update with Chris Oldcorn. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, at Chris Oldcorn, for continuing updates. Also, stay tuned to On TV for more information.